ever sleep? Sleep? What's that? Close your eyes, put your head on your chest, and have nightmares about the war. Yeah, well, when you're a medic, you don't have to close your eyes. Well, you know what they say, Charles. Time wounds all heals. <laughs> From the Massachusetts General Hospital. The Massachusetts General Hospital. You are looking at the next chief of thoracic surgery. Gentlemen, eat my dust. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me is Simon. Gentlemen, Today we're discussing Season 7, Episode 6, The Billfold Syndrome. It's the 153rd episode overall, directed by the one and only Alan Alda, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. It originally aired on October 16, 1978, and the production code is T405. Not an empty seat. All right, well, light in here. Okay, hubba hubba, we got all we can handle here. Gary, you again. Yeah, we were here 12 hours ago. You sure get around. Yeah, I sure do. I handle all the vacation spots. These here are guests of Hill 403. Did you ever sleep? Sleep? What's that? Close your eyes, put your head on your chest, and have nightmares about the war. Yeah, well, when you're a medic, you don't have to close your eyes. Let's get this guy outside. You know, when I first got to Korea, I could carry one of these all by myself. Can you have some light out here, please? Where do you want the piano, lady? Anywhere, just don't mark up the floor. Superficial, he can wait. Honigat, I have a chest ephemeral here. Huck, can you do me a little favor? Jerry, after all those training films, how could you let that happen? Oh, no. Wait a second. Beach? Yeah? How many chest wounds you got? Two so far. I better see. Take a look. What's the favor? I'd like to watch you guys work. No more. I never get beyond the waiting room. Request denied, Sergeant. We're here to operate, not to demonstrate. Charles, as chief surgeon and your superior in everything but rank, I hereby deny your denial. I second that. All those in favor of me, say aye. 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 Motion carried, Charles. Democracy in action. Dictatorial anarchists. No worry about him. He's just mad because you're getting in for free. Oh, and I have the plot summary. Major Winchester decides to quit talking to everyone at the camp, which Hawkeye and BJ take as a challenge. Meanwhile... A medic gets amnesia. Next on our tour, the human heart. Most people think it's a large red thing that holds five pounds of chocolates. Not so. This little dynamo pumps up to six liters of blood a minute and has the durability of a tank. The only thing guaranteed to break it is a cute blonde in very tight shorts. This takes longer than I thought. You know, there's a lot of guys waiting to get in here. Since when did we hire a shop foreman? Clamp. Clamp. Don't worry, Nielsen. We'll have them all in and out before closing time. Sorry, sir. I just get a little anxious. We all do. We wear the masks to cover it. Major, I specifically asked for a Satinsky clamp. On the contrary, your request was ambiguous. You asked for a clamp. And if you can't ask nicely, don't ask at all. How much longer will I have to put up with all of you? Child your age is hard to place in a foster home. Hmm. What are you doing there? Suturing an artery. Sort of like reupholstering your 38 Chevy. Boy, that's incredible. You know, I always wanted to be a doctor. What happened? Well, when I graduated high school, I had to support my family. 
Well, who knows? Maybe when you get back home. Oh, this border's on the precious. All right, time's up and our panel is stumped. Charles, what is bothering you? Yeah, Major, why the case of colic? And be specific. Well, I should blame this on Colonel Potter, but I want to spread it around to all of you. What did I do this time? This morning, I received a letter from Massachusetts General Hospital. The one in Massachusetts? <laughs> Notice how well I ignore. Because I have been assigned to this place with no foreseeable escape, my name has been withdrawn from contention for Chief of Thoracic Surgery, Clam. And guest stars on this episode, Alan Arbus returns as Major Sidney Friedman. Woohoo, I love him. <laughs> uh, Kevin Gear as Sergeant Jerry Nelson. This was Kevin's first screen acting role. He is currently appearing in the popular TV series Law and & Order. And Roy Goldman returns as a corpsman. And Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And of course, Alf Viscusia returns as the PA announcer, voice only. Feeling better, Charles? Well, if I was, seeing you two has brought me right back to miserable. Well, that's where you live. I'm warning you, Pierce. What about me? You too, Hanukkah. I'm warning both of you. I will no longer allow you to take advantage of my misfortunes. In other words, leave me alone or you'll both be wearing my footprint on your butts. Think he means it? Gee, I hope not. My steel underwear is in the wash. Mass General wanted me because I am a brilliant and an inspired surgeon. Dad didn't have to donate that building. <laughs> Look, Winchester, we know how much that job meant to you. you know, silence. Pierce, just silence. I've had enough. This is the end of any further conversation between us. What about me? You too, Hanukkah. Back to close for this entire wretched camp. I will no longer speak to anyone here ever again. Period. You're not serious, question mark. Yeah, don't build up our hopes, Charles, unless you really mean it. These are my final words. Leave me alone. Uh, well, we can't pass that up. You know what this means, don't you? We're going to have to make you talk. These are absolutely my final words. Never, never, never. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. Okay. I actually like this episode. I gave it 8 out of 10. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> I loved that everyone was teaming up on Charles. This was a very Charles-heavy episode, yeah. which is probably the reason why I enjoyed it so much. But I love when everyone's teaming up on him in the, in the OR because he's so disgruntled <laughs> and he's so annoying. And, you know... I just, I just, I like that whole scene. Um, I love uh, when Sydney is interviewing Jerry and Margaret's helping him. I'm a psychiatrist. I just want to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. Can we start with your name? Well, according to them, I'm Jerry. Nielsen. Thank you. Do you have any idea where you are? Margaret. My mouth is shut. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's in the she's in the back, like coaching him along. <laughs> you know, and he's trying he's trying to assess the this poor man, and and Margaret's not helping at all. I thought the BJ Hawkeye prank on Charles was a little too much. Mm. Radar, we got to send a telegram from you two to who too? A certain Major Charles Emerson Winchester. Isn't he here? Uh, we wanted to look like Massachusetts General Hospital is sending the wire. Oh, I get it, a scam. Just call it a little white scam. 
Yeah, what do you guys want to say? I mean, what's the hospital going to say to him? Uh, uh, the hospital administration, appalled by decision of committee, uh, we would be honored to place your name among the candidates. Uh, your uh, your uh, patriotism and bravery more than make up for your absence. Good touch. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the unauthorizedness of this. Radar, we got to get him to talk. It's a point of honor. What's the point? He's easier to talk to when he says nothing. Um, I understand why they did it. Do you think they'd be happy that he wasn't talking to anybody? <laughs> but the, the fact that he, you know he that he was silent it annoyed them and it challenged them to want to do this. And what they did to you know to do a telegram and to falsely mm. pretend to be some that's just I mean I know I know it was a joke and it's a TV series, but that that to me would just felt mean, mean spirit. Yeah, yeah. I was not a fan. I was not a fan of that joke. Uh, they do a lot to Charles, mm. and, I, and you know, and I'm cool with most of it, but because he deserves some of it. But that that to me was that was too a little much. too much for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that was a little too much for me. And of course, I mean, the last scene with Jerry uh, reliving the uh, why he has amnesia was just it was so heavy. It was so well done, mm. and um, at least in my opinion, I mean, you may have totally hated it, but I thought it was it was really it was <laughs> it was really well done. You know, it was. I mean, this it's this acting guy, you know, this, this guy's acting for or his first acting gig. Mm. Um, uh, it was just, I, I just, I really, I like the character because, you know, they introduced him at the very beginning. And oh, yeah. It's kind of quirky and you kind of like him a little bit. And then you, he progresses as the series goes. Um, I don't, I don't think, I think the Charles story was probably, I was trying to figure out which one was the A story and which one was the B story. Um, yeah, there's a fine balance between the two, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, because they brought Sydney in, who's the guest star, for technically, I would say, the B story for mm. the amnesia patient. But would that be the A story? And then the thing with Winchester would be the B story. But anyways, I, I really, I like I said, a Charles Heavy episode, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun just watching him um, try not to talk. <laughs> or when, you know, he puts up the divider in the tent or... Uh, just lots of little quips between yeah. the three of them, and it's it was just it was mash at you know when it's all when it's clicking it's clicking, and this was one of those episodes for me. Yeah, I I think I've got to agree. Um, I mean uh, the the I I mean I love Winchester. You know he's yeah. my favorite character in Mash. Angry Winchester is a happy Winchester as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I I so agree with uh, well when you, what you say about Jerry. He's that. Right at the start, when we were introduced to him, clearly he's somebody who's well-known in the MASH camp, uh, mm-hmm. and he can hold his own, and he gets on well with everybody. And he's, he's, he, But, he, you know, he takes an interest in wanting to go and see what's going on, and, and even when Charles is yeah. rushed off with him. You know, normally under yeah. any other circumstances, uh, Charles would be the first person to stand in, you know, come and watch me kind of thing, you know. So it's, it's yeah. a bit out of character for him to do that. Um I also love a while the fact that when uh, Winchester turns around and says about um, him not getting the job because Dad didn't have to donate that building, which in essence means <laughs> then he's trying to buy his way into these places as opposed to his naturally gifted his talent. Um, yeah, yeah, his talent. The line that kills me all the time, and I absolutely love it, is when uh, BJ and Hawkeye sit next to him at the dinner table. And BJ turns around and says, do you mind if I comb my moustache? And goes, comb, 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 comb. Oh, would it bother anyone if I were to comb out my moustache before I ate? Well, it's all right with me, but you know how it bothers Charles. Charles? Thanks, I will. Comb, 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 comb. 
that was brilliant. I mean, that was just absolutely fantastic. And it's so well acted by Mike Farrell, the way that he's just casually yeah. doing it. And also as well, David Ogden Stiers, considering that, I mean, he's a wonderful actor anyway, but... The fact that he doesn't really have to say anything in this episode. Oh his God, eye so mannerisms good. are just you know, when he's pointing <laughs> to the when he's pointing to the food to be put on his tray and he's deliberately doing it with clanking around. Yeah. yeah, I mean I think with Sydney coming in, I mean fair play to Alan Arbus, he, he's only in it briefly, but the whole story of Jerry under hypnosis and as you say, the guy's acting at the end when he's he's reliving the whole of the experience since and seeing that Stevie, his his brother has died and the fact that yeah. he promised his mum that he'd, he'd look out after him I mean, you can never oh, do that see, you should never promise that in war um it is really heartbreaking and it's weird because it's such a yin and a yang episode where you've got you know the fun stuff which i think story a is probably the charles thing because there's okay. more, more of it i'll say um yeah so but then you kind of you are wonderfully pulled but i have to say i think it's because of the directing by, by alan alder i think Mm. The fact that he's so good at, at warming you up and then sort of like bringing you back to reality, which is what he always said about MASH, was the fact that he mm-hmm. didn't want it just to be a comedy show. He wanted it also to show the, the real angst of war. And I think um, Hooker, who, who wrote the uh, MASH novels, he initial, initially disliked the TV series of MASH because the fact that he just he saw it more as a joker thing. But I'm, I'm sure that towards the, you know, this kind of, you know, the mid season and stuff mid you know, from series five onwards where mash did take a drastic turn um i'm sure it, when you read the books it does go more towards the books and how horrible war is and that's purely mm-hmm. because of alan alder's directing and also writing but this is a nine out of ten for me because one for this exact reason that you have some fun stuff to laugh at some wonderful classic comedy lines but then you also get the smack in the face about how horrible war is and how people can just suddenly die yeah no i totally agree with you very well done Thank you. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like SRO and OR. Get to an extra matinee. I see your back, fella. Hey, what is this? It looks like this guy put the bandage on himself. What's going on here? This is pretty sloppy first aid. Jerry, what happened here? What do you mean? They're wounded. You all right? Some pressure on this wound. You hurt? Listen, can you tell me something? Is this me? Are you kidding? You're Sergeant Jerry Nielsen. You're a medic. This is MASH 4077. This doesn't look familiar. Oi. Hey, what's holding up this train? We got a scrub. Let's move it. A minute, Colonel. We got a problem here. What's that? It's Nielsen, the medic. He doesn't know who he is. Does he have a head injury? I don't see anything. All right, let's get him inside and take some x-rays. I'll have radar call Sidney Friedman. If he's lucky, he'll forget the whole damn war. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind-the-scenes. There are a few I found. Um, I think Meds has the first one. Yeah, Charles ties a rope from a jeep to the center tent pole and uses the jeep to pull the pole down, causing the roof of the tent to fall. As Charles drives away, you can see the other end of the rope is not tied to anything. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, well, maybe the knot came off. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Cool. I didn't notice that, John. See, I really didn't. Yeah, I, oh, I, oh, I knew about it because I wrote it down previously. Oh, boy, okay. So when I watched them yesterday, <laughs> I noticed it to make sure it was true. So I don't want to oh, give right. false information. And it actually happens, but yeah, you don't uh, want... I like how they ended. That, they did end that episode kind of with humor, with yeah. him taking down the tent on those guys. You don't want false news, Kenny. Um, don't want false news. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fake news, my man. <laughs> 
Uh, when Charles has put up a separation drape in the swamp, Hawkeye says he remembers it from the movie It Happened One Night from 1934. Yeah. And now this episode received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Film Editing in a series. Hmm. Yeah, cool. And we have a fun fact. Uh, army boots were not typically worn uh, during filming because they were loud on the show's soundstage. Actors also claimed they were too uncomfortable to wear for an entire day of shooting. It was easy to avoid the boots because most of the actors were filmed from the waist up and most actors wore sneakers while filming, such as Converse. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson! What is it? Where's Stevie? Stevie? My kid brother. He's in your platoon. Have you seen him? Sydney, his brother. So no. No, I haven't seen him. Oh, God. Stevie. I gotta find Stevie. Where is he? I gotta find him. I gotta find him. Lieutenant, have you seen my brother? What say? Go with it, anything. Damn it, Lieutenant, answer me! Is he dead? Uh, I don't know, Nielsen. I haven't seen him. I gotta find him. Please help me find him. We're looking, Jerry, but we can't find him. We have to. I promised Mom I'd look out for him. She's counting on me. I'm the oldest. She said it's my job. Not that, too. It'll kill her. Stevie! 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 Jerry, we've looked. We've looked everywhere. What happened to Stevie? Oh, Stevie. Stevie, no. Please, no. Tell me, Jerry. I found him. He never got out of the bunker. Never made it. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast and you can follow me at hawkeye mids you can find me kenny at geeky fanboy and if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation it would be much appreciated you can either go to our main website and there is a paypal button or you can go to patreon.com slash geeky fanboy that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geeky fanboy and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast and remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. Alright, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Definitely thumbs up. I mean, I gave it 8, you gave it a 9, so it's definitely yeah. one uh, top of our list there. Really oh. well done. Yeah, outstanding episode. Awesome. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. A toast to you and Jerry. You know, we made a pretty good team in there. Let's hope that was our farewell performance. gentlemen good good telegram for you telegram uh -oh. <laughs> shall i uh, open it I'll check it for wires first gentlemen heads up Oh,
Smash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Thank you.